Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw here at Virtuoso Travel Week in Las Vegas. It's the last day and kind of a tradition for us. We're interviewing Matthew Upchurch, Chairman and CEO of Virtuoso on the last day of the conference to kind of go over how it went and also sort of talk about the state of Virtuoso today. And we're going to find out all about that and more on Insider Travel Report. So Matthew, first of all, great to see you as always. I don't know. I, I keep people like keep this it, tradition. Like, like this tradition. tradition. People are asking how many virtuoso uh, travel weeks or the predecessor they've been to, and I've lost count. Honestly, it's probably twenty, but it may be. It's it's up there. Well, what's funny? I, it's funny you say that. I said, uh, one of my favorite questions this week is, "How many have you been to?" And I go, um, "All of them." <laughs> I, I kind of created them. Uh, that's that. uh, I, I mean, I remember early on I didn't go to everyone, and I did. I, and then I get them confused with uh, the symposiums. And yeah. I, I haven't been to all the symposiums, and but I always came here, uh, and I always. And nowadays, I almost always go to the symposiums because they're they're amazing meetings as well. But this is this is an event. This is a happening. I mean, you created it as Virtuoso Travel Week a few years ago as the Fashion Week of Travel, and really it it hit, it hit home. So how how has this one gone for you? Are you happy with uh, everything that went on, uh, that you, the attendance was good. I mean, we, what, we were about 5,000 here. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we were just over 5,000. I think the number I also love is uh, with representatives from over a th uh, 105 countries. Mm -hmm. We had roughly just over 400 virtual, so we were, we were maintaining a virtual element okay. of it. It's not as elaborate as it used to be, because uh, it's more of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing that I think is really amazing, even at this scale, is we do our first timers, both on a partner and the member side. And there are a lot of them here. We had 862 first timers on the member agency and advisor side, mm -hmm. and roughly 400 and we're almost 500 that were on the partner side. Now, it may not have been first timer, it may, the company may not have been first right, time, but, but the, the representative time. was. Right. Um, and then of course, I, you know, we've grown a lot. We had 84 first timer virtuoso team members. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You know, I have talked to a lot of people who say it's their first time, and I smile, and I say, do you like it? And then they said, I've been walking a lot. But that's a, and especially when you, if you haven't organized, you got, got to go from Bellagio to Aria. I try to organize it the way, but yeah. it, I, it's, you just can't sometimes. But you know what? you got to exercise a little bit out here. And, and they've actually enclosed the uh, passageway between Vidara and Bellagio now, so the air conditioning proceeds after that. So uh, it's, it's a little interesting. But it has been a fantastic conference, as always. Uh, I got here a little late because I had to do my penance on cruising. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now let's talk a little bit about kind of the state of Virtuoso today. Um, first of all, are you seeing uh, post-pandemic? I believe I've seen the figures. You're seeing some real significant sales gains, right? Oh, I mean, uh, the, the sales are just um, amazing. I mean, they're absolutely um, in every single sector. They're very, very strong. And uh, we actually did a, a trend section here. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that was... The other thing that we started focusing on this year is we also do our, our, our um, Pulse survey, right? Yeah, and we actually added something. Uh, we added a uh, personal fulfillment index. Right. Like, are you, you know, how fulfilled are you? And the reason we did that is because we actually, in 2001, when we changed our mission statement to utilize the Virtuoso Network to improve the compensation and personal fulfillment of the mm -hmm. Frontline Travel Advisor, we felt like 
yeah, it's great to make a lot of money, but also is it fulfilling or are you going to well, burn out? You're going to lose those people if they can't be happy in their work. I mean, honestly, I do tell people if a, a travel advisor is a personally uh, and financially rewarding career and they look at me like I'm crazy. And of course, they can't say that anymore because I think this year, especially things started to hit home in terms of the growth in travel advisors. Even Department of Labor has statistics now showing that for the first time ever, they're recording more travel advisors. Right? Well, they were all, uh, always a little bit behind behind the times because yeah, actually right, it's right. been growing for a long yeah, time. Absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we started that whole, you know, we had it, we started our focus on growing the advisor, both career switchers and um, young people back in two thousand one. But it's it's been great, um, and you know what's what's also been really fun is, I've had so many veterans that have been here who said, you know what. I just can't help but, you know, get energized with all these new people who are so excited and maybe I was getting a little jaded and all of a sudden like, you know, God, they're excited. And there was somebody at one of the bars last night that was been here, you know, 15 years in a row or something and they had a, a brand new person and that was the case with her. She was like, you know, I was a little jaded, but oh my gosh, you know, my colleague here, you know, she's just so excited. It's like, I feel like I'm like, you know, transferring energy. Absolutely, and that's what's happening, and that happens all the, I mean, you have your veterans like Ann Scully, who is always going to be excited and really always juiced up about this this event and having younger people come yeah. here, or even people, who, they may not be younger, but the first time they've ever done it, and it, it is amazing. The other thing about that I've noticed is that the organization has, I mean, it always was international, but now it's even more so. I think something crazy, like 47% of, of your members are now international? Yeah, 46% uh, of virtual advisors are now non-US. Mm -hmm. um, here we had uh, just over 600 of our advisors were from outside the US. Mm -hmm. um, and even though, and even as, you know, this was 5,000 people, we are doing uh, what we call Virtuoso Connects, which are small, small little events, uh, Virtuoso on tours and all that. And in the first, well, through the end of July, we'd already networked um, between members and partners all around in about 40 some odd events around the world, almost over 6,000 people. Wow. No, I remember, you know, I remember there was a drive that you were looking for more international uh, uh, members and you did succeed in getting many of them, but I, I just feel it more now that it's become a much more international organization over on the whole and, and as well as a larger organization. I mean, roughly how many members do you have now? Well, there's just, I, you know, it's funny when you when, when people say there's a large organization because we're actually still under 600 member companies. Really? Um, but in terms of advisors. Yeah, but advisors are around 20,000. But what's interesting about it is that when you look at this, it's the engagement, right? I mean, sometimes you forget, like when we have some of our small, smaller regional meetings and there's only like maybe 30 or 40 or 50 members in a particular region, mm -hmm. then you kind of realize we're not as big as ever. It's just that we're, we're so engaged, right? They're, the, particip the participation levels and engagement, but that's the way we were designed, right? We weren't designed to be a passive organization. Mm -hmm. you know, like I always said, like if you don't want to, you know, if you're not going to engage, don't don't bother. You know, coming here. No, absolutely. Now, what do you think now is kind of the chief benefit of being a, a member of Virtuoso, both from the the advisor standpoint and the partner standpoint? Well, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say one thing because I think it's it's almost like uh, I mean it's 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 how all these things work together. Um, obviously, one thing that I'm incredibly um, proud of is. 
you know, in the late 90s when everybody was saying the travel agents were dinosaurs and blah, 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 and the OTA, whatever. You know, I, we didn't just like wake up one day and go, you know, I don't have anything to do today. I think I'll, I think I'll change the name of the organization. <laughs> no. That's I, not how that worked back in 2000. No. Okay. What, I'm glad to hear because I know you spent a lot of time on it. No, no, and I'm glad, and I'm glad, I, I'm not, I like to keep, you know, I'm a big believer in origin stories and history because I don't think anything's really new, which is kind of, it's, but the reason was is in the late 90s, after having served this community for over not nearly, what, 15 years, right? I was so ticked off at all the press about travel agents and this and that and the other. And I'm like, you guys don't know our people. Um, and we were getting mixed in with everything else. So really the genesis of why we why we rebranded, I mean, come come on, API Travel Consultants. I loved it. It was a great oh, name. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Alaska Psychiatric Institute, the, the uh, gas stations in uh, Italy. Um, oh, that's you know. right. I forgot about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the name change, um, the name change was created to basically shine a light to say, hey, these are not clerical book travel. You know, I've always said, if you're a true travel advisor and you tell people you book travel, you've already lost before you started. There's a, dozens of new ways of being invented to how to book travel, to truly be a trusted advisor. And we wanted, and the brand was born to basically kind of shine a light on it. And it's interesting because I remember very clearly, 1999, roughly the same network as in 2000. Right, but 2000 in January we we became virtuoso. Mm -hmm. I think we had like you know obviously a member of the press, and I think we had like maybe 80 million consumer impressions and impressions. Same network a year later with the name virtuoso, and it was like 500 million. No, it was a tremendous success the rebranding, and I was there in Vienna when it, it happened, and I think we did a cover on you with that yeah. back then. And it was, I mean, you never know when you yeah. rebrand whether it's going to resonate. Yeah. But, but clearly, this has. But you know why I think the brand was so successful? The rebranding was so successful. Normally, you you create a brand, then you got to deliver. Right. I think looking back now, there's two things that that made it, and that's one of the benefits of being. We literally now, you talk to our members. Mm -hmm. I, I had at least 20 advisors tonight that were here over the week that were here, who literally came up to and said, "It's my first virtual trade winner, but I just want you to know that for me." What whatever agency I was going to go to had to be virtuoso, yeah. no. so I hear that more and more. And then we're also hearing it on the on the traveler side, on the consumer side. I want to stay at a virtuoso property, or I want a virtuoso agency. You're definitely a consumer brand, and you always were a trade brand. I mean, I can't tell you uh, um, of the people that came up to me that were, were travel advisors and wanted, or relatively new new travel advisors, and I want to be part of virtuoso. That happened. I mean, almost right after you rebranded. They knew the name, they wanted to be part of it. So that's been a tremendous success. But one of the things that resonated with me on your, your opening speech is, I thought one of the benefits really, and you talked about the benefits of human connection. And that, it, it resonates both for this, this meeting as well as human connection between advisor and, yeah. and their clients, right? Yeah, human connection, and I, as I said on, on the opening session, I was really having a good time this year because um, Herman, um, Elgar um, invited me to speak at the Forbes Summit, and I knew there were going to be a bunch of asset managers because a lot of times our friends in the trade, a lot of times our GMs and our the salespeople, they understand us, but it's the people that own the hotels <laughs> that are sometimes a little bit of a problem. So I knew there were going to be a bunch of asset managers there, 
And what I was able to do is I did a talk called the, the, the um, Human Connection Economics, basically making a very strong case based on the success of our advisors, their financial success, mm. how human connection is not some touchy-feely, sound good bite kind of a thing. It is serious economics, and it is driving higher yields, higher repeat factors, higher satisfaction um, factors. So it is real business. Um, and I think that's that's kind of exciting to see how how our sector is delivering higher net ADRs, higher yields, et cetera. So we are now truly Look, there's all with AI and all yeah, this I was stuff. I mentioned that. I mean, everybody's worried about AI, and I don't know why. I mean, we we've had all these issues where this is going to take over, and we're not going to be necessary yeah. anymore. It never happens. Right? No, I think the challenge with AI is, is the challenge with AI is going to be is that it is good, and it does sound accurate, and it does sound real, and it's going to do a better and better and better job of of feeling and seeing and looking and sounding like real human connection. But also, I think what that does is it, it, as a tool, it will also be a great tool to, as I've always said, my North Star in technology, which has always been automate the predictable so you can humanize exceptional. So I think it's already going to be a very practical tool to help us spend more time being human. The other thing that I talked about this year is two very important things, which are the intersection of return on investment with return on life, which is, I think that advisors put up a big chart on that. That was oh, yeah. a, I don't read charts, so I don't know. <laughs> no, but it was it got it a was lot, a good chart. It got a lot of attention yeah. because basically it's like, what's your ROI on a client? Which, by the way, is not how much they spend. It's what your income is, like commissions and fees, divided by the amount of time and effort you had to put into it. That's ROI. Well, you were talking about the clients that kind of suck up your time. Well, that was, I, I, I think first time I heard the word blood sur- sucking clients. <laughs> in in your speech, yeah. Well, because the other one is return on life, and that is the protection of your life energy. Yeah. So how many? So the reality is, do you do you have those clients that yeah they 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 you know you make a lot of money of them, but literally you shudder when you see the caller ID and like oh my god I don't want to talk to this person, and I think that's right now with all the business that we're all getting right. Now is the time to make sure that you're looking at your clients, not only through the lens of return on investment, but through, you know, how are they, are they, I, I call the return on life, um, the life sucking capability of a client. And in the upper, uh, upper left corner, I said, these are the people that are the life sucking vampires that, you know, just. And, I guess that it was interesting. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, and we all, we all say that we, you know, obviously the most important thing that we have to manage is our time. Right. But actually, it's not just our time. It's our life energy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's amazing how if you are dealing with positive people that you really get along with, et cetera, blah, 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 it feels like time expands. Okay. The other one that I think is really important is um, unique ability teams. The ability of, you know, are you really spending your time doing those things that when you do it, you're not only good at it, but it generates energy. Okay. And... And if not, how can you find somebody that can do those things that even if you're good at it, somebody else that's really good at it, but it, but it's their unique ability, right? And I think that's another big kind of mega trend that we're going to see. Um, that I think is a big opportunity. Absolutely. Now, to just go back quickly to the whole idea of whether you're professionally and personally satisfied as a travel advisor, I think you had some stats that, uh, you know, very high satisfaction levels for your advisors. And then the corollary 
uh, very high satisfaction with advisors for their clients. We saw that figure as well. So given all that then, and you know, right now, do you think now is maybe the best time ever to be a travel advisor? I absolutely do. If you are, you know, there's this thing, there's this concept called working in your business versus working on your business. Right. So my number one piece of advice is in these days of plenty, don't be so busy that you're only working in your business, being busy, you know, make sure that you have the discipline to stop and have a framework for working on your business. Mm -hmm. Be strategic, be more conscious about what you're doing. You know, set up frameworks. I'm, you know, you know me really well. I'm one of those guys, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, I could be easily distracted. You're, you're getting better, man. I got to tell you, you're, you're getting. You've after 20 years, I've known you. <laughs> Dude, I'm 61. If I'm not better by now, I better, I better, I better hang it up. But, but I've become a very big fan of frameworks, right. and I don't really care what framework you use. I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of them out there, but I actually believe that good frameworks actually make people more creative because it allows you to kind of go off in tangents but always be able to come back to something solid. No, that's great. Now, my final question really has to do with you personally. Yeah. Um, are you, we're talking about if you, you're, you're, the travel advisors are looking at this and are they professionally and, and personally satisfied? Are you still professionally and personally satisfied by running Virtuoso? You know what? I came into this Virtuoso Trial Week the most relaxed, the happiest, the most, I mean, it's just, it was amazing um, what's going on. Super satisfying. I mean, I had some meetings in this room where, you know, um, some of our members just telling us about their success. And for me, I've always said that, you know, nothing, you know, knowing that what you get up and do every day has a positive impact on somebody else's life or their business is one of life's greatest gifts. And when I come here every year, it's been, but this year was particularly cool. I mean, a lot of innovation amongst our um, amongst our members, a lot of forward thinking stuff, so very much so. Of course, the other thing that, that made this really um, wonderful is, you know, our two boys, for example, have been- They both on stage, that was amazing. Well, and my daughter, our daughter too, yeah, but- Yeah, well, yeah, Evan's wonderful, I love her, and, and but they all spoke and they were so yeah. eloquent, really. Yeah, so yeah, it was funny, I, I was, at the end of my talk, I said, you know, how, how fulfilled I've been in, in doing this. Um, but rather than me trying to put it in words, why don't, why don't I put it in the words of my children? Let them come say it themselves. And, and so I asked them, first of all, by the way, for the record, I asked them if they wanted to do it, didn't tell them to do it. And second of all, I said, well, if, and if you do do it, you got to write your own words. And I have to say that it was really gratifying. And I've told so many members here, you know, this community helped raise my children with Jessica and me, and it, they made a huge impact. And I think that our children's being blessed by having seen this migration of human connection over all these years, and it's fundamentally shaped who they are. So it's the best of what this industry has to offer. So is, do they have an interest in, in, in maybe succeeding you someday, or have you asked them? I, I mean, I, I started to ask Clay the other night, and he said, yeah, I, I kind of like this, this lifestyle and this, this kind of the way that my, my dad is what he's been doing. And it's, it's fortunate because he kind of looks like you, too. So it, uh, back, we, you showed a, to be truth, he showed a picture of, of, of uh, Clay and then himself at the, you know, you were a little older on that just one. Because uh, Clay is, is just going into college, but he looks He's a stunning young man, and 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 I said, wait a minute, who's who? Uh, it was I, I had to play that little trick on him where you know talked about the beginning of 
of this meeting back in 1989. And, uh, and then I put a picture up there of Clay saying, this is me back in 1989. It was Clay, right? And then I go, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 that's Clay. I said, actually, this is me. And then I put it up there. And I mean, when I show this picture, I mean, literally people go, oh, my God, it's like a mm-hmm. carbon twin. But by the way, it's funny how kids will keep you humble. The first time I ever showed them that picture, I said, hey, you know, I wasn't too bad in my day, right? And so so Clay looks at the picture, looks at me, looks at the picture, looks at me and goes, oh, my God, I'm not going to look like you later on, are you? <laughs> that's that's what I got. <laughs> Of course, I told him, I said, you're lucky, dude, because you've got uh, legit curls from your mom. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, and those curls in that picture were from a vavoom perm. <laughs> That's probably why I'm follically challenged. There you go. But it sounds like they're still interested. They like to do it. Yeah, and, they're very. And, and, but it also sounds to me like you have no, 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 no goal. You're not thinking of leaving or 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 stepping back at all. You're still enjoying this and 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 being pers- personally and professionally fulfilled. Right? More than ever. More than ever. And it just and it it. I mean, last night. I mean. I'm here with, you know, Scott Largay, Uncle Roland's, you know, oh, grand nephew. I'm here. Last night I ran into Margaret, um, you know, Troy Hayes' daughter. Yesterday, um, uh, Amanda, who's um, Damien McCabe's daughter, whatever, you know, watching my own now growing children, building relationships with, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I can't get any better than that. No, it's, it's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you once again for inviting me. As always, uh, it's been a great virtuous travel week. We've been traveling the world together for quite some many years. I say 20 years. It's actually been probably more, almost 30, to be honest with you, uh, that I've known you. And, and it's, I've watched this organization grow, I mean, amazingly. And I've watched you kind of develop new concepts and really make uh, the travel advisor profession one that's, uh, really fulfilling and, and, and financially fulfilling for a lot of different people, for your members, and I think a lot of people are inspired. So uh, congratulations for that. Congratulations for a, a wonderful travel week. And we're looking for, sadly, more and more to come, you know, because you, you, know, you just keep going, and it's been great. Thank you so much. I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.